Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the We Ask Watson podcast, which is being hosted today by myself, Duncan Balkan, and main man himself, Peter Watson. Good morning, Peter. Hi, Duncan. You all right? Yes, very well. Thank you. How are you? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Thank you. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, so what's, what's, your, uh, what's your take on today, then? Yeah, so I'd like to kick us off this morning, and that was not meant to be a pun, but we'll <laughs> see you later, <laughs> on uh, talking about gambling. Uh, yeah. So more specifically, the, the government review on gambling that they're currently um, undertaking mm. uh, is starting to cause um, a bit of concern, partly for football teams, hence the kickoff thing earlier. Um, yeah. So yeah. they're talking about um, betting firms, logos being banned from um, Premier League kits and signage and, and other sports people. Um now, obviously, this is interesting to me because a lot of money um, for a lot of sporting activities at that sort of professional level comes in through sponsorship. And a lot of that comes in from sponsorship of gambling firms. Mm. Um, so it kind of poses some questions about whether they're going to teams are going to have to start looking for new deals and new sponsors from different industries or whether a completely different strategy to sponsorship is needed, whether the structure needs to be looked at, um, because obviously gambling companies and gambling firms are some of the some of the few firms that have really kind of seen an, an upturn during during the lockdown so unlike many industries they still have plenty of money to play with um and obviously if you're looking for a replacement sponsors you want to be looking for other successful businesses who have got that money to invest in sponsorship and there aren't that many of those around at the moment they've got kind of free capital to play with so like i say it just raises these questions about whether whether new deals for new companies needed or whether a complete overhaul of the way that sponsorship works is needed. Mm. Um, I mean, I think that it's, um, <clears throat> I mean, this, obviously this, this is affecting football, football teams, but obviously there are lots of other sports. Yeah. There are other sports other than football, um, but they, you know, they will probably suffer even worse. I mean, I um, actually just, just now, because I knew that we were going to be talking about this. Um, I, um, I, I, I had a quick chat with a friend who is in um, a corporate sponsorship, um, you know, in, in football. And, um, you know, he, he, <coughs> sorry, he was, he was actually saying that, um, Actually, the, the it's not the really the Premier League clubs that are going to suffer so much, um, but because you know there is a bit more of a mix of sponsors. Mm. But he did point out that all, all of the lower leagues are exponentially exposed to gambling companies in terms of sponsorship, and this is really going to kill them because you know at a time and of course um, <clears throat> you know they can't they can't operate as they normally do. Um, and so they are going to suffer even more um, than than everyone else. Um, and you know that, you know, there's only so many, as you as you said, you know, there's only so many um, uh, companies that can that are in a position to be able to um, sponsor this this kind this kind of thing. Um, so so you know, I mean, I suppose you get um, logistics companies, for instance. Um, Maybe, you know, some of the online retailers that have done really well, like, you know, um, ASOS and Boohoo and stuff like that. Um, so, um, <clears throat> although I don't know, I, I'd be interesting to see um, the Premiership football player with a uh, pretty little thing, uh, uh, t- you know, sort of uh, emblazoned across their chest. There's nothing oh, wrong with it. I, but, don't, I don't know. You know I, some... 
I think when they go down from a fairly easy tackle, <laughs> yeah. boo hoo might be quite a nice thing to have. Written on <laughs> boo-hoo, yeah, that's fucking yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So I, I mean, you know, I, I, I do think that um, this is an interesting area, mind you. Um, again, he he was saying that um, that this has been expected. This has been this has been coming for a while now. Mm. They've been expecting it. But even so, I guess even if you've been expecting it, um, then you you know fair enough. But then you've had COVID and stuff to deal with, and all all the all the complications that has brought. So that will have made things even more difficult. But anyway, I I just think I do fear for sport in general. I mean, not you know not just football, but hmm. in sport in general, where where um, you know where is the money going to come from? And um, you know um that we yeah you know, we were talking about things like uh, you might be able to do like a patreon type thing with with um with with your favorite players or your club you know so you can actually give money to to what you want because i i do wonder whether uh, and actually by the way that i'm told that that happens already with you know with in football for sure um so i don't know because it um you know my friend was saying <clears throat> sorry my friend was talking about how you can sponsor your favorite uh, player and stuff and you can um you know if you've got a corporate let's say you've got a box or something um you you know the player will go and visit you at the box and you know all that kind of stuff um okay yeah so i mean that does it does already happen but you know i do wonder whether more people will be more willing to open their wallets uh, for this to get this kind of thing in their own sports because um you know it's it's like um you know i was saying to you um, last week um i uh, you know my we we don't have uh, takeaways very often but my boys were very in, you know were like they wanted dominoes and were going on and on about it and i said no i don't want to go to the dominoes because you know big company and all that i know it's franchise and stuff but still um i'd rather sponsor you know i really want to help the guy down the road so we've got this pub down the road which does really amazing um really amazing pizzas um and uh and i just really wanted to help them right um and uh, by the way, it's the old shiphead, right, in Guildford, uh, if, you, if anyone's interested. Uh, they haven't told me, but I just think they're so good. Please, please help them. Uh, anyway, so I really like, you know, I really like them. So, you know, let's let's order from there, right? Let's order from there. Um, and I just think that maybe because we've got so many things either we, that we can't get now and when lockdown lifts are not going to be there or mm. are very vulnerable, I just wonder whether people are thinking that they might um you know be more uh willing to to because to pay for stuff that they really want to be there so whether that applies in sport i'm not sure um but certainly you know i think that there is there there's something like that is going to have to be done because i don't the, the government's not really going to do it um because they've got other things on their minds um tv companies are only going to do it if they get exposure and mm. you know and, and a lot of other sports just aren't that interesting to people who you know to a to a wider audience so it's it's going to be very difficult and and um you know sports sponsorship in general i think is going to be a lot more difficult especially when you cut this out because the these guys have um you know the the gambling companies have largely replaced the tobacco company sponsorship you know so who's what's the next vice um that's gonna be <laughs> Maybe sponsored sponsored by your local brothel or something. I oh, don't bl- know. <laughs> Blimey, <that> was... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. 
Um, but um, but anyway, yeah, it's 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 a it's a tricky topic, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think what you just said there about the kind of the Patreon idea or something like that, particularly, like I said, if you get away from the elite end of sport, in all sports, mm. where um, clubs or people aren't getting as much from the TV rights and from mm. individual sponsorship, I think that mm. for, for kind of the lower league teams and the grassroots level sport might be quite a good way of getting people involved. Because like you said, there has been that pattern through lockdown where people have been willing to invest in the things that matter to them. Mm. And for a lot of people, the local sports team is one of those things that really matters to them. <coughs> so I think, yes. that, I think that's definitely kind of, if, if it happens and it becomes widespread, you heard it here first is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you so, go. so what about you, Peter? What, what caught your eye in the news this morning? Um, well, I thought that the uh, Kirkland and Ellis story um, about how they made an absolute mint from, um, um, from private equity deals last year, that was very interesting because... Um, I, I think that, I mean, it, you know, it did particularly well because it's very well known for private equity, restructuring and litigation, um, all areas that, uh, that are very, very 2020, aren't they? So, yes. um, I think that private equity is going to be, um, you know, I, I really think that there's a lot of money still sloshing around, um, in private equity, um and you know some of them have already made money so far so they're going to want to plow that back in um i think it'll yeah i still think that i think 2021 is going to continue this private equity bonanza where they just go and buy um assets and things because there's just going to be more and more assets coming available because the longer lockdown uh, drags on the more restrictions there are in terms of lockdown and maybe even you know uh, companies that are affected by brexit as well mm. and the difficulties of uh, carting stuff around everywhere i mean i it, i just think that there are going to be they now must be a fantastic time um to be in private equity generally because there's there are so many opportunities it's just you know you've got to find the right one at the right price i guess which obviously is hard but um because there's there'll be more competition but i do think that th- there's this uh bonanza is going to continue mm. and that would have been quite a surprising thing to a few people even a year ago wouldn't it because a lot of kind of lawyers and legal analysts were predicting a, a significant downturn in mna and and private mm. equity deals but obviously the kind of uncertainty in the world and all the kind of restructurings had to go on because of um the various lockdowns and restrictions has really really benefited people like you kirkman analysis that specialising yeah. these areas yeah yeah no definitely um so yeah so i mean i think that that's that's going to continue we'll see how much you know the the spac thing will continue i think the spac thing is going to continue at least for the first half of this year mm. i mean what basically spacs need more success to continue um they i think could come to a crashing halt uh, on the other hand, if there are uh, uh, any more sort of dodgy ones that go badly um, and that that will spook the market. So failing that, I, I you know, they they should be doing all right. I would have thought. Um, um... But anyway, um, but I think we need to move on to something actually that I didn't manage to mention in Watson's Daily today, um, which is about ASOS um, buying Topshop, uh, Topman, Miss Selfridge and Hit um so you know they they finalized that this morning i mean that's been i think you know that's been on the cards now for the last week or two um but um but yeah you know it's 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 yet another acquisition 
of uh, brands and not shops, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, following on, because very similar pattern to um, Boohoo last week, um, acquiring Debenhams. It's another online retailer acquiring the name of of a, of a high street big brand um, mm. and not necessarily, like you said, uh, acquiring the actual the actual stores in terms of wanting to keep them going. Because Boohoo have already said they've got absolutely no intention of keeping Debenham stores open. Um, mm. And they're also, I think, in, in currently in, in talks looking at Dorothy Perkins, Wallace and Burton as well, a Boohoo. So mm. that's another three big brands. And obviously, they like said ASOS with Topshop, Topman and Miss Selfridge and Hit. I mean, mm. it could, if they do take over all these companies and do essentially remove the the shop front present from the presence from them it could mm. have a rather drastic effect on our high streets couldn't it mm. i mean I, I was talking about this to, to my wife yesterday about you know when we emerge from this lockdown our, our high streets are going to look really different you know i mean we've got all these all these shops will it will be closed i mean there's one there's so i live in guildford right and there's a um where you can find that pub that sells the really good pizzas there <laughs> actually although that's that's technically in artington which is opposite it's directly opposite the college of law right that well, not college the university of law anyway um in living living in guildford there's a uh, there's a shopping center called the the friary center mm. and i'm thinking it that inside there is going to look really different because they you know top shop is in there they've got um uh they've got a few, yeah, they've got a few, few of those kinds of brands in there and in and around. And I just think that, well, it's just going to feel empty because these aren't small places. No. You know, you know, it's not like you've you've got a little, you know, kind of a, a top top shop tucked away uh, in in some corner somewhere. They're big, they're big places. So it's gonna, it's gonna. I wonder what's going to happen because um, I think I was saying last week about how if how something needs to be done really quickly because um people when they when they really leave lockdown and they go to these these um high streets and they don't see anything there they're going to think well what's the point coming out might as well just shop online and then they go back retreat back to buying online so you know it's it just there's something definitely needs to be done here um but the but lock um, when we come out of lockdown, def- uh, high streets are definitely going to look more different. Yeah, definitely. And, and we were talking a few weeks ago about for about the fact for high street stores to, su- um, to succeed and survive, they're going to have to provide a kind of different experience to being online. And you have yeah. to, I mean, I'm yeah. looking at these brand names now thinking, uh, with the exception of Wallace, there's one of each of those on the, my nearest high street. Out of about out right. of about 20 shops. So that is going to yeah. feel like an actual ghost town if, if they all go. Yeah. And then you've got to yeah. ask, well, what experience are you getting from, from walking up and down that high street? And like you said, oh, it, it makes online just look more appealing, which is not the way we really want to go. Well, I wouldn't personally anyway. No, no. no. I mean, I did, you know, I did, I did say in uh, one of last week's um, episodes uh, with Steph um, that we, we needed to open our own, because we were talking about experiences. Mm. Uh, and I said, you know, we need to open up a... Um, a themed paintballing experience, a laser tag experience uh, uh, in the middle of the high street, you know, sort of in, in, in a, in a shutdown Debenhams or something. And it could be a theme like a zombie apocalypse um, uh, in, you know, set in a, set in a department store, because then you wouldn't have to actually move anything or do, you could just leave everything there. <laughs> but, but that would you know? then pull people back to the high street, wouldn't it? Because you'd make a day out of it. If there was something like that on there the high you go. street. So, 
you know, go in, say, look, I'm going into town, gonna, gonna you know, sort of have a list of things to do, um, kill zombies or re-kill zombies, I suppose, technically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be great. Uh, and I think laser tag, because you, then you don't have to, you don't have to deal with all the paintball stuff then, oh, yeah. do you? All that kind of mess. Yeah, uh, horrible, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see I've put in a lot of thought it's, it's this. Good. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, so anyway, no, I think that um it, we are gonna I think that the experience elements of shopping or going out is, is really gonna have to come back in and uh, and we'll just have to see whether it does and whether people have the money to be able to set up mm. businesses that do actually attract people in because it's not just going to be shops or it, I think it's going to be shops that provide a better experience. I mean, ironically, it's I suppose that the the some of these um, department stores have been able to provide experiences in the sense that you go in and it feels you know, luxurious, you, you, you can see lots of stuff in the same place. I mean, so that's why places like Fortnum and Mason has done well in the past when everyone has been doing really badly around them. And then um, uh, Fennec is another one uh, that, that seems to have done okay. And, um, you know, I suppose places like, I, I mean, God, I haven't been there. God, I can't, I don't know when I last, I think I went, last went to Harrods, I think I bought a pencil. <laughs> Uh, so that I could say I went to went to Harrods. Uh, so you, you know, I mean, uh, those kinds of places they do they do have an atmosphere and there's something around them. And like I said, I can say actually I have been to Fortnum and Mason more recently, and that again feels special. You know, you go in there, it is there is something about it, and there is stuff going on and whatnot. So that's all fine, um, but I would say that's the exception rather than the rule um you know because like going into house of fraser uh for instance in in guildford's um you know you go in and you see all the the orange ladies uh <laughs> trying to spray spray people with stuff um you know as you go through and then it just sort of opens out into just stuff you know and i i actually quite like shopping so i'm not i'm not saying this is someone who's against it i actually quite like it but it, there's not much of an experience, but it is more of an experience than, say, going to WH Smith, for instance. Yeah, it, but, it's that uh, kind of thing yeah. that those kind of higher end brands like your Harrods, like, like you mentioned, and your Fortnum and Mason can afford to do that. They can put people, higher trained people on the floor to give you more of an experience mm. because they make a little bit more money out of every sale. So it's, it, mm. it might be a case where you end up with the brands that do survive and thrive on a on a high street are the ones that are the slightly more luxury brands which which yeah. are, are just slightly linked to the story we've seen also in today's news that people are still willing to invest in the luxury brands aren't they with kind of supercars your high-end liquor and stuff like that people are still mm. more than happy to mm. to, to invest in mm. high-end products um mm. Mm. they do seem to be, they do seem to be i mean the clearly you know the super rich seem to be doing quite well i mean because i think that there was uh yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing stuff about, um, uh, you know, demand for private jets and things like that. Still, still very, um, still very yeah. strong. But hey, um, but anyway, but I, I guess um, that's really, uh, I guess that's really uh, all we've got time for yeah. today. Um, and and um, thank you, uh, Duncan, for your time. Um, I just wanted to say to to those of uh, listeners out there who are. Um, on a silver level of subscription for Watson's Daily, um, there is a competition just for you. 
um, which we launched yesterday. And basically, prizes are um, you will get um, some consultation from me, uh, not a medical one, hasten to add, uh, you know, something on, on careers and, uh, you know, commercial awareness and that kind of thing. Um, so if you are interested, um, you know, please, uh, you know, please, please have a look on our, it's on our social at the moment. I've, I've got to put it on the, uh, I've, I've got to put it on the, on the website shortly, but we'll give you to the end of this week and, uh, and then we'll pick winners. But, uh, but there you go. Uh, that's going to be happening every month. So you've got a chance of winning some time with me, uh, um, you know, at, at uh, I suppose, what is it? The first, first prize is uh is say one hour and then the second prize is two hours <laughs> no, I'm just joking. uh so uh anyway um so anyway i will leave uh, leave everyone there hope um listeners have a great day and uh, uh you know back again tomorrow Thanks, please chat again tomorrow Take cheers care. then bye <laughs>